You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Listen to the rabbis. Why is it when the rabbis create uh, a takana, a gzera, why is it when they say something is also, why is it that we need to uh, follow them? And what is the basis of it? Obviously, we all do that. And none of us uh, want to be over on an Easter de Rabbonon. But where does that come from? Where does the, the idea of an Easter de Rabbonon come from? We all take it as, as obvious. We grow up with it. Uh, where does it, and, and we're going to see that in this machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban, they're really dealing with something extremely fundamental as far as that goes. Now, just to recount, uh, the Rambam is really on record here, and I want to show you one more time, that everything seems to come from the Pasuk of Lysosur, because as you remember, um, when he was trying to sort of defend the Bahag, but not really, he says, why was it that the Bahag and others had listed Ner Hanukkah and Mikr Megillah and other rabbinical things as part of Taryag Mitzvos? Sha'anu Mavarcham Aldvaram Shekhdisham Sabivanu al Mikra Megillah, Hechem Sivanu, Va'amru Milisosur. So from the Pasuk Lisosur, that is where the Gemara seemed to say these comes from. So the Rambam says, if that's the reason, then everything, So this is a very uh, strong language the Rambam is using. Everything the Chachomim told us to do, everything they told us not to do, and it's based on the Pasuk, which means, as Rav Kapach makes the diuk already in the Rambam, okay, that's what they instituted, let's say, the law of Erevin, of not caring in a mofi, of going to listen to the Megillah, or anything that they learned out from the Yud Gimel Midot. And that is, and he says, obviously you have to listen to it all, but it can't all be part of Taryag, because otherwise you would have thousands and thousands of mitzvahs. So the Rambam seems to be saying, uh, as he says, he seems, as he says, thousands, so he says, so it sounds like, according to the Rambam, the reason why we have to listen to everything like Erevin, Yodayim, all of that, and as he mentions here also, um, the Lotases, as he says over here, all the Lotases, all the Dinam of Mukzot, all the additional uh, Arayos that we have, all of that, as he says, is all from, the seemingly all from Lesosur, any Takana that they make, which would mean, according to the Rambam, you need to follow everything Chazal determined. Now, what did Chazal determine? Okay, there you have to learn. But anything, when you follow Divrei Chachamim, you are fulfilling a mitzvah saseh and being careful from a low saseh from the Torah. That is what um, the, uh, that's seemingly clear is the Rambam's opinion. Now, I want to um, um, deepen this a little bit for you. And I want to do this. Now, let's look at Los Saucer just for a second or uh, one more time. 
it's really right over here. It's really from Pasuk Ches to Pasuk Yud Gimel. Through Pasuk Yud Gimel. It's a very short, actually. And you see I'm highlighting it here for you. But this is really the basis, according to the Rambam. So let's take a look at it again. So there's something you can't figure out. Is it dam? Is it not dam? Is it nida? Is it not? Is it saras? Is it not saras? You have to go to, at this point, they didn't know about Yerushalayim, but we know where that is. We know that it's by the base of Mikdosh. We know it's by the Sanhedrin. And again, from here we see that perhaps Kohanim and Levim uh, were all part of the uh, Sanhedrin. And they're going to tell you And they'll tell you what you need to do. Okay, so So the Rambam, as we're going to see uh, in Hilchos Mamrim, points out that what is it that the Bezdin is telling you? They're going, first of all, the word Haggadah. Part of what Bezdin tells you is called a Haggadah. Okay. There's also Asher Yerucha. Okay, so there's Haggadah, Yerucha. Those are two terms about instruction. One is from the, the Shorish, like we know, by the Haggadah, right? Something there's, there's telling something over. They're giving us directives. What's the difference between the two? And the Torah again says, Al Piatora Asher Yerucha. And now we have a third statement. Mishpat asher yomru lecha. So there's dvarim that are uh, uh, that uh, with that they are magid to us. There's Torah that they are directing us, and there's mishpat that they are telling us. On all of that, you have lo tosur minadavar. Okay, so we're going to see what those three things are in a minute. We also see uh, that the pasuk says. You're going to the Bezdin because you don't know what's right. So Pasek says, The person who's bizadon, not listening. So what does that mean? That he's not listening. So this is from here. The Chazal learned out something which the Rambam himself is going to codify and describe. The din that's called Zokein Mamre. A zokein who refuses to accept the psaka of the Bezdin. And look what it says. That person is put to death. And as we have mentioned before, this is done by the Sanhedrin Agodal. Normally the Sanhedrin Agodal doesn't really deal with so many life and death stories. But the Novi Sheker and the Zokein Mamre are both put to death by the Bezdin Agodal. Okay. What was the Zokin Mamre? What is he just doesn't want a, a person who, right? What happened? He, he, what did he say? What was the process? All of this is very crucial because this is the Pasik that tells us we have to listen to Chachamim. And right after that, we have the person who, the most blatant person who doesn't want to listen to Chachamim, the Zokin Mamre, who gets put to death. And does he get put to death? For everything that's mentioned here, 
if he doesn't want to, right? What was mentioned here and what does he get put to death for? Because clearly um, the two are interrelated. What I just said is part of the Ramban's attack on the Rambam. And I'm going to elaborate on that. But I wanted you to see the psukim inside for you to understand where the Ramban is coming from. Okay, let's go back now to another piece of Rambam uh, that in Hilchos Mamre. Okay, so here is the Rambam quoting those psukim. Let's take a look. Rambam has very strong terms to talk about who this Beznago, who what Beznagodo means. They are extremely important. Now, um, do we have Beznagodo today? When did Beznagodo stop? Well, we don't have it. And when did it stop is an interesting question. Did it stop at the time of Yehuda Nasi? Did it stop at the time of the Churban? Did it stop at Ravin and Ravashi? This is something the Rambam has a very interesting opinion about. But what he says is, whoever Bez Nagodo is, as he says, If you believe in Torah, then you have to act according to what they say. In other words, you cannot believe in Torah and not believe in Chachamim and not believe in the Sanhedrin and not believe in what the Bezna Godel says. And, as you can see here, if you don't act according to what they say, now we're talking about Azok and Mamre here. That's you. You heard what they said. You heard you're supposed to go to go to Megillah reading. You heard that you're not supposed to touch Muksa or move Muksa. He said, I don't, I don't listen to that. You're over a losa, say the Rambam says. Lo tasur michal adaber sheigidu lecha. You weren't you weren't just a person who did an aveira derabon, and you were over a daraita. So why don't you get makos for that? So the reason is So what does that mean? So basically, there's a loophole. You know what makos is. Everybody here, of course, knows. You know that makos means you get beaten, that you get corporal punishment. It hurts. That you get lashes. You they they strip your uh, they strip the shirt off your back, and they hit you, and it hurts. Thirty nine, if you're strong enough. Why don't you get makos now for every? This is the Rambam's question. Why don't you get makos for every rabbinical time that you violate the rabbinical law? So the Rambam says, because there's a rule that if that law, the Lotosur, that you were over, the Lotase, that you were over, what did you do? I, 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 I handled Muksa. They told me not to. Why aren't you getting Makos? Because there's another person who in a certain type of situation would get the death sentence for this Lotosur. Who's that? Not you, but a chacham. Somebody who, who could be on the Sanhedrin. Someone who could be on the Sanhedrin, uh, who is a chacham, not just a guy who says, ah, I don't want to keep, I want to, I want to move mukts around. There's a chacham who goes through a process and disagrees with them 
and rules to others because he's a person of authority, that's the Zoken Mamre, he would get Chenek. So since he would get Chenek, so listen to what I'm saying, that Avera cannot give Makos to the regular Joe Shmo. When you have an Avera that is earmarked for the de- uh, which is earmarked to give the death sentence, it cannot do double duty and give someone else Makos. So even though I'm not a, the person who can be in the Sanhedrin, if I tell people, I don't believe in what the rabbis say, I'm going to violate Muktza, you should violate it too. I'm just a guy who did an Easter to Rabbanon. But since there are Chachamim, who if they would do it in the way that we're going to see in a couple of minutes, would get the death sentence, that's the reason why nobody gets Makos. This is called Lav Shenitan Lasaras Mistas Bezdin Ein Lokenolov. That's a rule in the giving of Makos. Now, one thing the Ramban is going to ask on the Rambam, well, we know there is another opinion in Shas, we don't pass them that way, that says you get Makos even for Lav, a Shenitan Lasaras Mistas Bezdin. So according to that opinion, you get Makos a person would get makos from the Torah for every say for every avera that he did against the rabbis. If he decides not to go to Megillah reading, he would get makos. Or well, that's a lavshen v'maisa. <laughs> but possibly for doing muktzah or for any other iser deravana, right? He, for if a kohen would marry a chalutza, he would get makos. According to that other opinion. Okay. Now. Let's go back. Now the Rambam makes a drosha. The Rambam says, Okay. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means, for example, what tefillin look like. Well, that's sort of a local Moshe Misenai, but that's also Mipiyashmua. Right? Or the esrog is, is an esrog. The fact that an esrog is a citron. That is Mipiyashmua. They tell us that's what the that's what it means when it says creates hadar. So that is something they told us mipi yashmua. Echad varm shalom do was son mipi daiton ba'achas min amido shatar in the dreshas behen. Now what does he mean here? Here he means they didn't know, but when they looked at the Torah, they said, "Well, seems to be saying that." Um from our way of using these rules, the rules which we call the hermetical, hermetical prince, hermeneutical principles of the Torah, the Yud Gimel Midos, or the 32 Midos, basically what they do is they said, the way we are analyzing the Torah, it should come out that, okay, that, uh, and based on Smichut, that this should be the law, that this should be the rule, based on a Hekish, based on a Gzei So if they say, from the way they're looking, not that they had a tradition, but based on their wisdom, that they say this is the way it should be, that would be, a, you'd be that would be an Yisr Darabonat. That would be part of Lotosur as well. The third thing is something they made a Siog L'Torah, L'fi Mashashot Srichot which means it's not from the Torah. It's not a tradition, this is what the Torah means, like by Ezra. It's not that, well, we've now figured out something based on uh, the Yud Gimel Midos, that this is true. We know it's the Rabbana, but we are saying, we know that it's not from the Torah, but we think we need it. 
we think there's Xero. From this point on, no one has the right to do Kedusha Bia, they can say. Okay, nobody should 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 decide. You have to do Kesef Ashtar. They made Xero. They made Xero against um, eating chicken with milk, cooking chicken with milk. That was Xero. They made a Takana. You can't carry in a place, in an alleyway, that's open to Rosh Hashanah, even though it has three walls. That's Takana of Erevin. A Minhag. They said to follow a certain Minhag. What was that Minhag? Maybe to take an Arova on the seventh day of Sukkot. All of that are Takanas and Minogos that they developed. There's a Mitzvah Asei Lishmo Olehen. over over below Tasei. So if you don't take the Arava on Hashanah if you carry without uh, uh, without the Eruv, without the Lechi or the Korah, you have been over an Asei and a Los Asei of the Torah. Where is the Rambam going to prove that from? From the Pasek. Because it says, because the Pasek, remember, the Pasek told us three descriptions. The Rambam also knew the way Gemara works, the way Drushas work. You don't have extra words. You don't have unnecessary sentences, right? You don't have unnecessary uh, statements. You don't say the same thing over unless each thing means something different. So Torah, Asher Yorucha, that's Gzeros, Takonos, Menogos. Because that's what Yoru means. We are directing you. We think it's important people shouldn't carry. We think it's important that you need to do this to walk more than 2,000 amos. They believe, right? They believe that there should be people lighting their Hanukkah. Those are called Torah Asher Yorucha. We think it's important to recognize the miracles. Okay? L'sakin Olam. What is Mishpat Asher Yom that's when they look at the Torah and say, oh, this is what it means. Oh, the word shatnis, this is what shatnis means. It means it's all mixed together. Yeah, show tovi venuz. Yeah, that's how we're learning what the word in the Torah means, how shatnis works. Right? That's the, also the rabbis. You need to listen to them. They figured it out. They understood that's what it means because they used their minds to say what the Torah meant using the midot. And what does Mikola Davar Shariagidu Lacha? That's what they have a tradition. Things that Ishmi Piyish. Maybe that you do Nisach Amayim. Maybe that you do Ansukot. Maybe that this is an Esrog. So everything that's part of what the Rabbanon say, all three, they're all part of this Lay Saucer. So that is the Rambam's opinion, and he, and he bases it on the Psukim. Okay? Now, I'm not finished yet with the Rambam. Remember I mentioned the very next Pasuk speaks about Azokin Mamre. So since much of the Ramban's criticism has to do with Zokin Mamre, we need to have some familiarity with the din of Zokin Mamre. So that is over here. Okay. So first of all, the Rambam tells us it's not everything that you get the death sentence. It has to be something that's connected to karet. It's got to be something very important. 
Now, where did that come from? If you look in the Psukim, the Psukim just say that Zokin who doesn't listen killed the guy. Where does it say anything in those Psukim that we were looking at about Karet? Right? The Ramam just said a minute ago these Psukim mean everything. Asher Yagidu right? Atora Sheryarucha, Mishpana Sheryomulucha. Right? It included almost everything, the whole gamut of rabbinical law. So, how do we know Haisha Sheryasa Bizadon is referring to things that Yerchayev Kari is for? That's a good question. The reason is, it's based on the Rambam, based on the sheet of Rabbi Meir. The Rabbi Meir makes a connection between the Zokin Mamre and the Dinim of the um, Sanhedrin when, in Horios, when Sanhedrin make a mistake and have to bring the carbon, the Parhelam Dover. Rabbi Meir connects Zokin Mamre and the Parhelam Dover and says, just like the Parhelam Dover is things that have to do with Kores. Zok and Mamre has to do with Kores as well, but not exactly, as we're going to see in a minute. Now, first the Rambam says, doesn't make a difference how the debate happens. If it has to do something that's somehow connected to Kareit and Mita, the Zok and Mamre is put to death. No matter how it happens. And it could happen where he says, I have a tradition. And they say, and, and they say, no, I don't care about your tradition. We think you're wrong. Once he disagrees with them and tells others to act according to his psak, he's Chayim Misa. Now, but then the Rambam adds, Hmm. Even if he's arguing with them about a din agzera. But listen to the words of the Rambam. Listen to the words. Very important for you to hear this. They were gozer on a subject matter that they were trying to protect. Now, what they were trying to protect was a din daraita that you're chayv chatas for. And you if you do it maze, you get karet. But obviously it's you're not chayv kares for or karet for for violating the rabbinical law. What is the rabbinical law he's referring to? Yom Arba Asar Okay. Shashishis means from eleven to twelve. From 11, again, on a perfect day from 6 to 6, if the sun rises at 6 and and, and it, it um, sets at 6, and it's Erev Pesach, from 11 o'clock, Midirabanon, the Chomets cannot be eaten. The Chomets is Osir Bahano. You can't sell it. You can burn it. Let's say this Chocham is Matir the Chomets. He's matter this Isra the Rabbonah. He allows you to eat chametz from 11 to 12. Or, what does he say? He actually is, he's makil. <laughs> he says, you know what? 
I'm sorry, he's more machmer. He says, 10 to 11, it's still Asr Bahana. And we know we don't paskin that way. We paskin that it's Asr Bahana only from 11 to 12. From 10 to 11, you can still sell your Chomets. He comes and paskins against that. And he says it's Asr Bahana from 10 o'clock. The same moment you can't eat it, you can't have Hana. That's his psak. Why? Because this is a that is connected to Chomets. Well, you're not Chayiv Kares, I know, but the rabbis are, are putting a fence. What's the fence? We want to make sure you don't eat Chomets later. Are you Chayiv Kares if you eat Chomets on Air Pesach? No. Would you be Chayiv Kares if you eat it on Pesach? Okay. So this is something that has to do with chametz that you are chayiv kares for, okay? So therefore, it's connected because this is a takana that is connected to a chayiv kares. So if it's connected and it's meant to protect, it's about chametz, even though it's chametz before twelve o'clock. You'd be a zokin mamre, and you'd be put to death. Hmm. So it isn't so simple. It's connected to Kares, but pretty, mm, it's rabbinical. You're still going to be put to death for that, according to the Rambam. The Zokan Mamri would die for that. Then the Rambam explains how the other dinam of Zokan Mamri work. Let's say like this. Um, that would be, let's say, is this Chalif? Okay. The Zokan Mamri says, this is Chalif, or it's not. Well, if it's not, and the rabbis are saying it is, hey, he's allowing something your Chayiv Kares for. That's obvious. That should be the Zokan Mamre. According to Rav Meir's definition, it's just like the Sanhedrin who bring the Parel and Dover. But then the Ramam says, Or it's connected to something that's ultimately connected to something you'd be chayiv kares for. So now you've got to be inventive. So this is, this is, this is, we're learning this Rambam, but it's going to, it's going to make your head spin a little bit. Let's take a look. For example, Okay, what's the Machlokas? Was she considered what the Torah said is also as one of the incestuous relationships? Or is this Nida, Dam, or not? Or is this, should she be Tomei after birth or not? Is she a Zova or not? So, that is obviously something you have Kari's for. Because if she's an Erva, then you're Chayiv Kari's for having relations with her. But what, let's say it's not so simple. Let's say like this. It leads to a Dover. For example, the Machlokas is, when should Rosh be? And he says, no, you guys are wrong. You guys are wrong about Rosh And he's got all his calendars, and he's disagreeing with them. Right? Or the question would be, should we add another month? All of that, you'd be chayev. Why? Because according to the way he is talking about, you would eat chametz on Pesach. Because if he's right, that we're adding an extra month, then, and we're supposed to add an extra month, 
then it turns out that on the 15th of what we're going to consider the 15th of ER, he thinks is the 15th of Nisan. And according to him, we'd be eating chametz on that day. Or the reverse. Let's say he would say, uh, not to add a month. And we did. So according to him, we're eating chametz on Shushan Purim. And according to us, it's not it's not Nisan. So they're arguing about something you're Chayiv Kares for. So that leads to a Chayiv Kares. Okay. Um, what about, there was a Machlokas about Dinei Mamonus. Should the guy be guilty or not? Should the guy owe the money? There was a court case. Should um, um, should Mutt owe Jeff the three hundred hours or not? And he says they were wrong. Hmm. Now, and the case came up to the Supreme Court whether they Paskin right or not, and the Supreme Court said the first Besden was right. Mutt owed Jeff the three hundred hours, and he says that case was ruled incorrectly. The Zokan Mamre would be Chayev. Why? Because, according to him, let's say he felt that Mutt didn't owe Jeff the money. So, according to him, when Jeff took the money from Mutt, Jeff stole it. Okay. And if Jeff would have taken that money and given it to a woman for Kedushan, she wouldn't have been married. And she wouldn't be an Ashes Ish because she took money that Jeff didn't really own. And therefore, somebody who would sleep with her would not be Chai of Kares. Hmm. So you see how things work? So that's also, <laughs> that's also anything that has to do with any type of money would be Zok and Mamre. Let's say there's a machlokas whether you're chayiv makos or not. He says, that's not shatnes. You're not chayiv makos if you're wearing it. And the Besden says, yeah, you are chayiv makos. Well, you'd also be a zokin mamre. Why would you be a zokin mamre? What does that have to do with chorus or not? The question is, does the guy get makos or not? Because, like this, if the zokin mamre is right, that, that's not called shatnes. So the Bezdin and the executioner who gave this, who beat this guy's back, the Rambam says, they just, according to the Zokin Mamre, according to the Zokin, you guys just beat this guy up. You guys owe him money. And since you owe him money, according to the Zokin Mamre, you have a right, the guy who got beaten up has a right to demand that money. And if he would grab the money from the Besden or from the executioner, that money would be his because he's owed the money. And according to the Besden, the Besden would say, well, you can't get the money back from them. You, you deserve the Makos. So once again, that money, if a guy takes it and gives it to a woman for Kedushin, will she be married or not? So you see, it's about three steps removed, but it leads to 
hmm. And if she, if he gives the kedushin, is she married? And if someone has sexual relations with that woman afterwards, is he chay of kares? So it all goes back to this issue. Or erechen, or achayrim. Whenever it has to do with money, it's connected to kedushin because it, a, a kedushin could happen on the basis of that money. And therefore, whichever side he's on is connected to a key of cars, and that's how we're going to put the guy to death. All right. Or the question is, let's say, when it comes to Kachim, if Kachim should be redeemed or not, is this a mum or not? Hmm. Is this Kachim, right? Is this Kachim able to be redeemed? Is this considered sufficient enough of a wound in the animal that you can now pay Hektish? And get and get and the animal is chulin. Well, again, according to the one side, let's say the Zokan Mamri says it's not. So according to him, that animal is never really yours. It belongs to Hektish, and you wouldn't be able to give do Kedushin with it. So that machlokus, whether how your poda caught him, is also something a Zokan Mamri can be killed for. The same thing could be whether who if there's a machlokus, which city has to bring the egg Larufa? If there's a dead body that's found. Hmm. And he says, I say your measuring system is wrong. It should be Mayberry. It shouldn't be Mount Pilot that has to bring the, the Egla Rufa. And the Besden says, no. Mount Pilot has to bring it. So according to, uh, again, according to him, that Egla that was brought is not Osir Bahana that they brought in Mount Pilot. That, that animal. And that animal could actually be taken and given to a woman to make Kedushin for. Right? Same thing is, is this Orla or not? According to him, it's, let's say it is or it isn't. So anything that's connected to the value of something in some way, you'd be Chayiv, uh, you, you could become a Zokin Mamre. And again, speaking about our discussion, we've learned about Jelek and Shikhan Peya and learning the Shalmi. Is it Lechag? Is it Shicha? Is it Gezel? Is it that? All of those things are connected to a of Kares. Now here's where it gets really interesting. What about an Av Me'ovasatuma? Is it a Nega or not? A Zokan Mamri would also be of Misa. Why? Because let's say it's not a Nega. If it's not a Nega, you could go into the Beis Amikdash. You're not really Tomei. If it is a Nega, you went to the Beis Amikdash, of Misa Bidei Shemayim or Kares. Or if you eat a uh, kachim and your tame with this nega, you'd be chai of kares. So anything that has to do now, I'm going to now add something here. What about a, a, a tuma de rabbonon? For example, netivas yadayim. Based on what the Rambam said up here, that if it's connected to a chiv, like chametz, right? Remember we talked about how about a takana that they made on a tuma de rabbanon? It's it's sort of like a protection for a tuma daraisa. Tuma daraisa could get you kares because if you're tummy and you go in the base amikdash, you're chayiv kares. So if somebody would argue about netivas yadayim, would he become a zok and mamre according to the Rambam's definition? If you read this, you could really come out with that impression. And that was the Ramban's impression of the Rambam. That the Rambam, even though, (laughs) 
let me put it this way. Not everybody who's chayiv, who, who's over low sosur, becomes a zok and mamre. But there's a lot of people who become a zok and mamre too, if they're the right chacham and they argue in the right way. And they're arguing about one of these rabbinical laws. You will be put to death for that. Not just, and again, the Ramban doesn't disagree with the Rambam, because this is all based on the Gemara, that anything which could lead to an, a chi of kares, but I'm throwing in, and the Ramban does this, and even a rabbinical law that's connected, just like he said this was connected to Chomets, a rabbinical law that's connected to Tuma, you should be Zok and Mamri for, if you argue about it, and you should be put to death. Okay, now, he says, the chen every single case where the Zuck and Mamre is arguing, you need to be like a chess player and think, could this possibly lead, he says, like a Rube Goldberg device. If it goes and it goes and a hundred steps, it finally leads to something your chai of car is for. The Zok and Mamre is put to death. And if it doesn't lead to that, if there's no way with all your brainy work, and you can imagine these eggheads are thinking about all the possibilities. How could this get, how could this lead to, but if, if there's a dead end, there's no way this thing leads to a chi of kares with a kadushin or anything like that. So then the zok and mamre is potter. The only exception is tefillin. Because Rav Yehuda disagrees with Rav Meir. We pass on Rav Yehuda. Rav Meir, he said, you're right, but tefillin is an exception. When it comes to tefillin, Azok and Mamre, it's the only Darabonon, it's the only Dindaraisa that's no way connected to um, Achiev Kares, Achiev Misa. I mean, you could come up with a case. Some of you might be thinking, well, if it's kosher tefillin, then it's going to be worth money, and that amount of money you'll pay for it, you can do Kedushin with. So this, that's a question the Achronim have. But the Rambam says that Tfilin is not connected to uh, a Din Kares. And therefore he says, but still you'd be high for Tfilin, but only in this case. If you said that you wanted to add an extra bias, an extra compartment. Chamesh Totafos. And that's a halacha, that's mipi ha We know that's true from a tradition. But for example, if he would say, if a Zuck and Mamre would argue about lulav, to add an extra min, or to, to blow two shofros, or to, or to blow the horn of a warthog instead of a shofar, whatever it is, he's potter from Misa. You shouldn't be arguing with them. He might be over low sosur, but there's no chiv misa. Okay. So I've given you uh, the Rambam's um, description of low sosur. 
and Zokin Mamre. Now let's take a look at the Ramban. The Ramban believes that the Rambam, and he had great respect for him, but he believes the Rambam is really mishuvash in this case. He uses that term a number of times, and uh, I'm going to read it to you now. This really makes no sense to me. Because he says, love of Los Saucer includes everything. We talked about that already. And he quotes all the places where the Rambam does say that. In the Sefer Mitzvos and in, in Ilchaz Mamrim. He quotes them all. I've already done that for you, so we don't have to read it inside again. And then he gets to the point. According to the Rambam, you're going to be a Zokan Mamre if the Gezeir and Takono would be connected in, as a protection to a mitzvah that has a din kares behind it. Because if you're over low saucer, you become a zokin mamre. And the Rambam says that, he says. Because he says, if they argue about a certain zera, and the thing they're arguing about is a protection for something that the din daraisi, Mikhail v'chat is for, like chametz, you would be put to death as a zokin mamre. The Rambam, although he thinks the Bahag is completely wrong for counting it as one of Taryag, the Rambam is actually one of the greatest defenders of rabbinical law. He's built this incredible wall, strengthening the Chachamim. Based on the Pasuk in Yeshayod, the Rambam uses this language, he kiperets. Nofel, niva bechoma. It's gonna, it's gonna blow. That wall looks like it's solid, but it's got corruption in it already. Niva bechoma. There's something, there's an opening, there's a weakness, there's something in that protective wall that the Rambam writes that is a cancer that's gonna bring the wall down. Asher pisom lepeso yavo shvara. That's again the Pasuk in Yeshaya. You'll see. It looks very strong. But actually what he's done is create a straw wall. The wall looks strong, but it's going to fall and it's going to make things worse. It's wrong. It, it, it doesn't work. And if you look through Shas, you see it's not true. For example, first of all. Rabbi Kivalevitz, I'm sorry to interrupt, but could you just tell me what, what Pasuk is it in Yeshayahu that uh, that he's referring to? Yeah, this is a Pasuk in Perak Lamid of Yeshayahu, I think. I believe. I have to look it up. 
but he's quoting a Pasuk using it. Peretz nofel niva bechoma niskava asher pisom lepeso yovo shvara. That's a Pasuk in, that in, in Yeshaya, Bob, that he is borrowing. Because there it's talking about doing a certain Averos that create uh, a, a, a wall to fall down and to, and to be uh, meaningless. He believes that this wall that the Rambam has, 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 has created has got corruption in it. Uh, and he, he borrowed the Pasuk in Yeshaya as a poetic way to say it looks good, but it really is going to fall. And here's, he's going to now list off in typical Ramban fashion. He's really got his dukes up. And look how he bombs the Rambam. He says, first of all, according to the Rambam, let's say someone decides to climb a tree. Or let's say somebody decides to do a malacha de Rabbanon. For example, carrying but not for the purpose that he wants that object in that spot. He just didn't want the object to get ruined. That's a malacha shein etzricha legufa, that it's only an iser derabonon to carry. Or let's say you tell a guy to do a malacha for you. That's an iser derabonon. The rabbonon say it's also to do that on Shabbos. The rabbonon say it's also to, to, to make big steps, to run unnecessarily. Okay? According to the Rambam, according to the Rambam, you have been over on an essay and a losa, same in a Torah. Now, it's true, you're not going to get makos because of the loophole. But as he says, we know, the Ramban says, there's an opinion that says, you do get makos for those type of averot, even though they are used to give other people misas bezdin. And the Ramban quotes the Gemara that mentions that opinion. It's in Shabbos, Kufnun Dalid. There is such an opinion. Now, we don't pass in that way. But according to that opinion, a guy who runs on Shabbos would be high of makos. Also, we should be more machmer and rabbanon all the time. And in fact, according to the Rambam, there's almost, until you get to kores and things like that, an iser the rabbanon is stronger than an iser from the Torah. Because it's got an asay and a losasay in it. And the rabboseinu b'chola talmud omrim epach mizeh. If you go through shas, chazal say always the opposite. Because they say every time there's a suffix in Rabbanan Lukula. Right? And he brings a number of cases. And you see the sources that he brings. For example, when it comes to Bedikas uh, Chometz, it says, we trust people. Why? Because Bedikas Chometz is rabbinical. And therefore, we say we can trust people we normally don't trust because it's only rabbinical. We trust children to tell us that the house has been cleaned, even though normally we would never trust a child in this case. And the Gemara says, why? Because B'dikas Chometz is midr Rabbanon, hemnu Rabbanon bidr Rabbanon. Also, the Rabba, we, we trust the child to tell us this is a Tchum Shabbos. Even though Tchumim were created by the Rabbanon and violating the Tchum and going more than 2,000 Amis, you're over an Asay and a Lot Asay, we trust the child for that. How could that be? And he says that you can see when it comes, for example, there's a suffix. Um, well, if you hold Kriyachma is only rabbinical, you don't have to go back and say Kriyachma. Why? No, we don't pass them that way. But the Gemara says, if you say Kriyachma is only a rabbinical law, if, you, if you're not in doubt whether you said it, eh, don't say it again. One second. I have a doubt whether I didn't fulfill a law from the Rabbanan. 
The Rabbanon want me to say Kriyat Shema. They want me to say these words. So doing that is a fulfillment of an assay from the Torah. And not doing it, I'm over a lot assay. So I should, even in Misafek, I should go and do every Rabbanon. And we find the Ramban says that when it comes to the Rabbanons, we allow things that are even are logically uh, contradict each other. In Erevin, you can, for example, you can put an Erev Bein uh and, and in one for one person, it got eaten Bein And for the other person, it got eaten at night. So we say, look, we're not sure. Bein might be Friday afternoon. It might be Shabbos. The Erev has to be there when Shabbos starts. Well, even though you're the same guy that put the Erev down for Reuven and Shimon, you're Mr. Levy, will say, well, the Erev for Reuven is good. The Erev for Shimon is good. Well, they both can't be good. Well, yes, they can. Well, how? Because it's rabbinical. Well, the same guy put it down. Well, yeah, we put it down for two different people. So therefore, Reuven's Erev is good and Shimon's Erev is good. And Levy doesn't have to worry about anything. Why? Because Beinash Moshos is a suffix time. Suffix the Rabban and Lakula. And therefore we go where Mako. Even though logically we would say, hey, you're contradicting yourself. Well, no, because it's rabbinical. What else? We allow you to do a rabbinical law. In other words, you put, you put, uh, you are, you put, um, without realizing it, you put bread into an oven. And it's going to cook, it's going to bake. You're going to be over, even though uh, a malacha, because your action led to the baking on Shabbos. We allow you to do a rabbinical law to stop the Isra Skiwa from happening. Wait. Rabbinic? What you just did is an Isra Daraisa. Why should we tell you? You're going to do one Isra Daraisa to save you from another Isra Daraisa? Where does that come up? The Gemara says you're allowed to take something which is muktza, and you're allowed to use it to help an animal that is in uh, that has fallen into a pit. So the animal would be would be uh, safer. Wait, why? Because Tzar Bavachayim is minatora. But this is also from the Torah, isn't it? So what right do I have to do to move this muktza to help this animal? The Gemara also says, the Ramban says, that when two rabbis argue, and you're not sure what a Paskin like, the Gemara says, well, one says it's Usr, one says it's Mutter. So the Gemara says, well, if you know that one of them is a bigger Talmud than the other, one has more people in his yeshiva than the other, go after him. Okay, what about if you can't know? Roshul Mazalman, Rebel Yashiv, who wins? They're both, aren't they both as great as each other? How do I know what a Paskin like? So what's the rule? The Gemara says, if it's a Daraisa, you go with the more Machmir. If it's a Darabanon, you go with the Mako. Why? The Ramban says. <laughs> Darabanon, I should go with the Mako? Um, the Gemara, he brings a, the Gemara in Shabbos says, hmm, this is only Darabanon. You know what? Even though it's a Hefzid Muit, it's not going to be so bad. Maybe Chazal say you can you can push this muks away from here. Uh, well, it's not going to be such a great loss. Hey, you know what? When it comes to rabbinical laws, the rabbis are so lenient, they're even going to let you violate muksa, even though the loss is not a great loss to you. Gemara says it's not true. But the Gemara thought that would be the case. The Gemara says that when it comes to Tumah the Rabbanon, the Ramban says, we allow Kohanim to 
openly violate Tumad Rabbanon in order to be able to see the, the Gentile kings. They can jump over the Aronot. Okay, so it's not Tumad Araita. But it's Tumad Rabbanon. Normally we won't let a Kohen do that. But here, in order for the Kohen to see the, the king, we're going to allow that to happen. Um, why? If the Rambam is right. Also, the Ramban says, when it comes to punishments, we know, if the Ramban says, there are punishments where Chazal say you get makod mardot. You get a different type of beating. It's not as, it doesn't hurt as much. It's with a different type of whip. It has a different number. But the Ramban says that's the exception. Most of the time, when it comes to rabbinical law, when the Gemara says you violate it, the worst it is, is we put you in nidui. That's pretty bad. Nobody talks to you. They don't do business with you. And it's not fun to be benidui. But that's what the Gemara says. When the Gemara talked about someone who did malach on Purim, the Gemara said, hey, put that guy in nidui, the, the Gemara was suggesting. The Gemara talks about a person, we're going to see later, uh, the Gemara in Prochus talks about a person who was mezalzel in Tiwat Yadayim, one of Tzachonis the Rabbanon. So you know what? Put him in, in nidui. That's it. He says, sometimes, if you take a look here, but that's only if the lav that they made was like a Torah lav. Those were the gzerot, like not eating chicken with milk. Or uh, maybe chametz midarabanan. Anytime where they create a rabbinical chametz, a rabbinical shvus, that's where you get Makos Mardos. However, what is Makos Mardos? Makos Mardos is, we have to beat you up. You need to, you need to hereby accept the rabbis. That's why we're beating you, to teach you a lesson. You will, you will keep this law from this point on. Not because, let me explain it better. When you eat chazer, the reason why you get makos is not because so you won't eat chazer next time. That might be the reason, but the reason why you get, even if you are the biggest balchuva, that we know you're going to eat, you're never going to eat chazer again. You do an avera, you get makos for it. That's the way it works. The Avera leads to Makos if there's witnesses and it comes to Bezdin. That's not the reason why you get beaten for going against rabbinical law. You get beaten in order for you to therefore now say, I hereby accept the rabbis. Now, if you're a bum and you don't want to accept the rabbis, it's true. The Ramban says, it's Adshatei Tzainavsho. But that's because, and we'll see why, it is important to, to, to believe in what the rabbis say. But the makos that you're getting are not a byproduct of the Avera. It's because you, your attitude stinks. Lokomosha machmer harav, not like the Rambam, who says when it comes to all Averas, we hit you until you die. <laughs> we beat you until possibly an inch of your life. 
Now, where this comes from, I did some research on. There is a Rambam who says that if a person eats matzah on Erev Pesach, some texts of the Rambam and Perik Vav of Hilchus Chames and Matzah say that you will, that you are chayiv um, makos, you ate matzah on Erev Pesach, so the Ram, the Rambam might be Ramban might be saying, "Look, it's a rabbinical law, and, and the, the Rambam says you're actually going to get beaten to an inch of your life." And if he's right, none of these kulas make sense. Now, the Ramban suggests a possibility for the Rambam. He says, Ulai tisakesh vitomar, ledas harav, kimar sha'omra b'chol mokam lohokeo, hu b'mechilo u'betnai, me'itam. Maybe what this means is, since the rabbis developed this Yisur, and according to the Rambam, they had the power from God to do that, they also could say, you know what? We're making it tonight, and all our Xeris and Syagim, and all the things that we invent, all the mitzvot, like Ner and Megillah, that we should be makeup. Really, we shouldn't. <laughs> really, it should be Lotosur. It should be an, it should be a low sasay and nasay. But we can make a tanai, kedei lechaleku lahafrish, bein mashu davar Torah, bein mashu divrayim. In other words, we created the mitzvah, so we can also designate the rules about it. It is from the Torah, but we are the rabbis throughout the generations who fulfill what the Torah wants us to say. The Torah tells us it's going to happen. So they decided when they made any of their laws that all the rules like Suffolk, Darais, and Luchumra and getting Makos and all that other stuff won't apply. And to be Mako and to be Makabal Steros, that's what they worked into the system. Because look, they didn't have to say anything was also, right? They didn't have to create any rabbinical laws. They created it with all these kulas. Even though we're mitzvah in Torah, to listen to them. Really, a suffix should not have allowed it. But they made a tanai. They made a tanai when these were created. Now, who says such a thing? Rashi in Brocho says that. Now, Rashi says it about when it comes to Kovet Abriot, that the rabbis made a tanai that any time Kovet Abriot, for example, like, for example, Muktza, like taking Muktza to, that you be allowed to candle Muktza to take it to use for toilet paper or something like that. So Rashi says that the rabbis made a tanai with Kovet Abriot that their laws don't apply for Kovet Abriot. But the Ramban is saying it's got to be more than that. They made a tanai that all of these things that we just ticked off 
are all going to be correct. And the reason why we made all these exceptions and make, because we want people to know that even though they comes from God, it doesn't, it, it, God didn't say it. We said it, but God gives the power behind why you have to listen. But we have all these coolers that are connected to it. Ein dvarim hagunim. It's illogical to say that. It doesn't make sense to say this. And therefore, uh, the Ramban has a completely other opinion about this. Now, we will see what the Ramban, the Ramban does, does not believe that all these dinim de Rabbanan are ushered from the Torah. What he does say is, and, he, and I'm just going to end with this, he quotes the Gemara in Brachos. So, let me show you that Gemara in Brachos. The Gemara in Brachos says, And you test some bays in Brochos. The Mer says, Amotzi Klein Bibigdo, you strip them off even in the Shuk. Because Ain Chochmeim Tuna Venetzel and Eger Hashem. So that means that there is no covet Abrios when it comes to an Aveir from the Torah. Because God says, don't wear Klein. So even means you're stripped naked, you strip it off. The Gemara then says, Let's take a look. The Gemara says, Toshma, God will cover the Briah Shadoch as Losa Seisha Betorah. The Gemara quotes a Brisa. The covered Abrios does go against, and not like Rob said. The covet of brios is docha lo sase. So, Tirgum Rav Barshava, Kameda Ravkana, Belav de Lotosur. Lososur, that's where covet of brios pushes it away. Achikoale, they laughed at him. Lav de Lotosur daraisahi. That's a din daraisa. What do you mean? Drabanan Klayim, is that what you're talking about? Isn't that also Minatora? That's also Minatora, like the Rambam. Amar Rav Kahana, wait. Gavar Rav Amar Milsalot Achikalei. Rav Barshav is a big person. What are you laughing at him for? Call Mili the Rabbanon Asmichinu Alav Delososur. Aha! It's not from the Torah itself. It's an Asmachta. Umishum Kavud Shori Rabbanon. So the Ramban says it's an As. The Havamina looks like Rambam. That everything is Lysosur. Rav Khan has said that's not true. It's an asmachta from Lysosur. It's bay, in other words, it's 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 borrowed, but it's not Lotosur. The rabbis quoted Lotosur as a way to convince people to keep their laws. But Lotosur is talking about Azok and Mamre. Lotosur is talking about things that are that a, a person could be put to death for. Lotosur is not about rabbonic or rabbinic laws, about a client being the rabbonic. It's only an asmachta. 
And this he feels is clear a mistake that the Rambam made. So what we need to talk about next week is, well, according to the Ramban, why do you have to listen to the Chachamim, really? <laughs> right? What's really, what, what's it about? If it's not Leisosur, then what is the source to listen to the Chachamim completely at all? Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.